Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. So what is it around there that possibly needs more attention or improving or evolution? And, you know, one of the things we're looking at are challenging and evolving some of the models that are taken for granted. So like the three lines of defence model. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher. I'm the editor of the GRC Professional Magazine. And today, once again, we have with us our Managing Director, Naomi Burley. Hi, Naomi. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Kwame? And not too bad. So today we're going to be talking about our annual conference, um, which is coming up in November, um, I believe. And I always get this wrong for some mysterious reason, but I believe it is the 5th and 6th of November. Um, but I will definitely double check that and put it in the show notes. <laughs> I think it might actually be the 6th and 7th because I've infected you with my disease. I'm the one who's Okay. No, no, it is well, the 5th and 6th. Yeah, we've got it right. It's the 5th and 6th. There you six. go. <laughs> we got it. We got it sorted. Um, and I guess this is really interesting because with the pandemic and, and lots of other things that happened before the pandemic, we've, you know, we had the fires and we've had discussions of climate change and we've had the Royal Commission and we've had action from regulators. Um, this question of GRC as an asset, um, which I think is a really interesting one, but I sort of cheated you on your first question already. So what is the theme of this conference and how did you come up with this theme? Ah, there you go. Um, well, as as you've already preempted, you've stolen my lead. Um, GRC is an asset, and and talking about what, especially compliance, but but that sort of non financial risk assessment part piece um, is about doing what no one else in an organisation can do or or does do, um, as a general rule, uh, and that came about. I was actually looking up. To prepare for this podcast, I was looking up when we wrote that blurb and it, it literally has that we wrote it in January. So that means that I was researching this with our directors back in December um, and writing all this before we'd even heard of COVID, um, which, I, which I find really ironic because, you know, the first things we sort of pulled out of this when we had our, had our discussion groups um, to support some of our members through this and, and share ideas for adapting compliance programs during this time was that compliance people were all over this needing to rapidly change systems um, in a compliant way. They, mm. you know, they were completely on the ball with this. Um, so funnily enough, that thing came out of that. It was something that came out of the, the Royal Commission and the sort of head scratching that seemed to be going on for a lot of people in business, not amongst mm -hmm. our members, I think in the broader business to sort of um, really grappling with the idea that they'd completely missed the point of non-financial risk. And, and, yes. and, and it was kind of, you know, they were kind of going through all the stages of grief of, no, 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 we didn't miss this. And then, you know, having to really come to terms with the fact that actually, I think we might've, I think, I think it's something that we don't understand. Um, so, so that's kind of where it came from because our members are all over that stuff. You know, this is their bread and butter. Um, and we've had conferences in the past where we talk along those themes of how do you keep demonstrating a value proposition? How do you get heard? You know, and I'm kind of, I think I've said this to many members, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of compliance having to keep jumping up and then going over here, over here, we've got the answer. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess this, this was about just, just really putting that stake in the ground and making sure our members really understand that they are a unique 
um, value proposition in their organisation, why they are, and, and just as a central underlying theme, I wanted to have, we don't have to keep discussing that part. We're going to work on how you make it even more um, enhanced and how you be thought leaderships, thought leaders in that space and, and turn the conference into that kind of opportunity. Um, right. So that's really where we were coming from. And then, and then, you know, sort of 2020 rolled on and, <laughs> um, you know, the obvious became even more obvious to me, certainly. And, and I think a lot of organisations have really understood this. They wanted to go and ask questions about how people are going and getting a really, under, really good understanding for how people are coping. And compliance and risk team have the answers. So I guess something that is a result of the, the pandemic and is now a really valid question whenever someone's hosting an event is, how is this event going to be hosted? Are we going to be meeting face-to-face -face in November? Is this going to be a virtual event? It's, look, we've made the call that it's going to be a virtual event now. And um, I think we've all sort of uh, facing the reality that we say it's uncertain times, um, but it really is uncertain times. And we had, uh, you know, we played around with our AML Congress Day to see how long we could hold out for. But the, the, um, the bottom line is that our members um, need... Uh, professional development opportunities. They need that day to hear from all the regulators and have the regulators hear what each other's messages are to compliance people. So the really good thing is that over time we've been able to establish really strong working relationships with the regulators so they understand who our audience is and they come with a very clear message. They know they're talking to the people who understand that stuff so they can get right into the really meaningful piece. Um, so we know that our members need that. Uh, we know that um, our members are facing ongoing challenges, um, you know, and, and for, for businesses, COVID is sort of a big spike in things. But as you've mentioned, we had Royal Commission, we've had bushfires, we've had a whole lot of things running on for a really long time now. And there are some things coming to the surface where um, certainly internally we're asking a lot of questions about it's time to refine some of the models around how we do this. So it's apparent that, you know, the ball has been dropped around um, non-financial risk. So what is it around there that possibly needs more attention or improving or evolution? And, you know, one of the things we're looking at are challenging and evolving some of the models that are taken for granted. So like the three lines of defence model, um, we've highlighted, uh, you know, through our teaching and through our writing uh, at the GRCI that there is a language problem there with the idea of defence, um, mm -hmm. that certain assumptions can be made about that model that it is actually a risk mitigation model yeah. in itself rather than it's an independence model. It's a model for... Um, having proper ownership and accountability of aspects of your compliance and risk program appropriately delegated. Um, it's not actually a defence strategy in any way, shape or form. So, you know, that's sort of interesting. So what we want to do is sort of pull that apart, not throw out the model at all, mm -hmm. because that independence is absolutely vital, but have a really deep understanding and articulation of what it actually means, what it optimally look like, uh, what then are the inherent risks in that model if it's yep. taken at face value. So a couple of those things. 
um, a, a really deep dive into articulating um, the piece around non-financial risk a lot more. It's mentioned mm -hmm. by regulators repeatedly, um, but I think it needs to be spelt out what that means in terms of measuring, monitoring, reporting, um, and uh, you know what what actions boards can then take. So yeah. um, you know that at that point there's certain strategic decisions they need to make around those and that's where we can add value and explain to them this is what needs to happen um and so uh you know non-financial non risk is also around anticipating key business challenges as well um so it's it's a really interesting piece in terms of the leadership that grc provides mm -hmm. and, and i think that's another aspect in the conference that we'll be looking at so we always try to throw in something there around your personal, individual, professional development and looking at the skill set that contribute, can contribute to you personally enhancing your leadership, um, you know, and, and progressing uh, within your organisation or within, within your career as a, as a GRC professional. So those are the kinds of things we'll be looking at in the conference um, and we'll sort of nut down the details of those. So even in a virtual one, we're looking at a platform that will allow us to have obviously the, the normal plenary sessions delivered, but an interactive solution where um, our members can get the, the real benefits of having those table discussions uh, like you would at a conference and the breakout sessions like you would at a conference as well to be able to network, share ideas, um, critique, discuss, uh, contribute to whatever we were just um, we were just talking about in the plenary session or, or the panel session that we will have run. So we're looking at an online platform that allows people to interact that way as well. Um, so we can get as close to face-to-face -face as we possibly can. Oh, excellent. Uh, well, since we start in our members, I think maybe we can just come down to the last question and really get a sense of, you know, with the conference coming up and all that's happened, um, and you've discussed all these topics that we're going to cover, um, do you have a, a message for our members to sort of tide them over until the, the big event? Uh, look, I think the key thing is don't stop investing in yourself. Um, we're going to be continuing to be pushing out, you know, our webinars. Um, and trying to get access to as many um, high quality speakers as we can. We know that not everyone can attend the conference, even if we do it virtually, but we are hoping that being able to reduce the price and being able to deliver it virtually will mean that we'll be able to have more attendees uh, this year than they've normally been able to, but, but it is a really, really vital time to continue to invest in your personal skill set um, and you know, leading in this space and having to lead virtually is really, really tricky. You no longer have um, the the ability to influence in your in your face to face contact or or being present in a physical way in a lot of offices because not very many people have gone back and certainly no one's gone back full staff um, unless you are working in an essential area. Um, so. It, it's taking a little bit of a different skill set. It's taking really enhanced communication skills, it's taking all those, those, those skills um, on top of a knowledge of compliance and risk. And so keep, continue to invest in yourself. 
even if you can't make the conference, come along to every single webinar you possibly can that we're running. If you have staff, you know, I would be supporting them going through the certificate four. We're still running that online and we're running that as interactively as we possibly can. Um, and, you know, we've got great facilitators who really, really get people involved in contributing and, and um, participating actively. So even if they happen to be sitting at home in a chair, they mm -hmm. can still participate. We have ongoing discussion groups. So I really encourage people, if you think there isn't a discussion group in your particular area of interest, reach out. Um, this is what we're here to support you through. And, um, and it's really hard at the moment. Everyone's feeling very, very isolated. But GRCI is here for you. The other members are here for you. Um, and, and there are support networks happening out there. Uh, so keep in touch. Definitely. And as you probably heard in the background, it will probably help people connect by hearing other people's sounds of domesticity and things falling down. So that's always interesting. <laughs> connect a bit better, more personal. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Naomi, for your time. You're very welcome. This podcast was a production of the Governance Risk and Compliance Institute and the music was produced by Rob Neary.